No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Ladies and gentlemen, I am broadcasting live this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I am joined by two good brothers of mine. As you know, first and foremost, I'm Brian H. Waters, and I'm joined by first, I'm going to introduce him. He's this, this is the first time he's came on the show. We've been having a lot of chit chat on the group chats, and as the one, the only Byron Dixon, which you can see here, following on Twitter at BKD underscore TV. Byron, what's good, bro? What's going on, Brian? And I must say, our back and forth promos have been better than anything that we've seen in WWE the past couple of months. Whoa, 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 whoa. we're not going to do. <laughs> no, you know, we are going to do that. So, um, but, you know, before we get into all this conversation, of course, he's been on here before. This is my good brother, the one, the only, the black American dream himself, Andre Melton. What's going on, Andre? What's up, America? Glad to be back. Well, folks, gentlemen, um, first of all, how y'all feeling? Are y'all good? We are in the midst of something unprecedented, something we've never seen before, and that is COVID-19. Are y'all good? Are y'all family members good? Oh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm good. I mean, um, look, uh, I haven't been at home. I've been working every day, so I had no choice but to feel good. But um, the family is good. Um, nobody around me has had it yet, so uh, I've been blessed. Well, just make sure you wash your hands. Oh, wash my hands. Use hand sanitizer, um, wipes. Shoot, even spraying some people down with Clorox and Lysol. <laughs> Byron, how you feeling today? Oh, man. I'm feeling good. I hope everybody is good out there. I'm doing well. It's actually a perfect time for people like ourselves to watch all the wrestling content you can watch and break it down with none other than Brian H. Wolves. <laughs> all right. Well, so, gentlemen... I was going to start the show talking about an empty arena WrestleMania, but, you know, you guys are producers, so, you know, sometimes things change. We just got finished watching All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, and they just revealed that Matt Hardy has officially joined. Byron, I'm going to start with you because you've been fanboying for AEW over there, and we, we haven't had a chance <laughs> Talk about this. How does that make you feel? Well, as we all probably know, the writing was on the wall for Broken Matt Hardy to join all the league wrestling. I think he did a good job considering the IWC was putting everything out there of pretty much holding off until tonight. And of all nights, you hear Cody saying they're not going to stop storylines in an empty arena, bringing out a legend such as Matt Hardy, I think it's good for them. I know AEW is not perfect. I'll be the first to tell you, but I think since the start of the new year, they've started found their groove. I think the storyline, the storytelling, which has been great so far, and I think they've built up a lot of potential new stars even, and using some guys that we're familiar with to balance out the roster. So I think getting Matt Hardy is a plus. You can use him in a lot of different dream matches, a lot of different storylines with the elite against the inner circle. You can put him up against maybe guys in the future like a Kenny Omega, a Darby Allen even. 
Joey Janela, these guys that you have that can help build up. So he'll be used well. He can use his creativity, and I'm excited to see what they do with him. Dre, how you feeling? Matt Hardy, AEW, it's official. No more rumor in innuendo. Matt Hardy is here. Uh, I, I love it. I mean, you know, uh, I've been a fan of Matt Hardy even since the Virgin One days. Um, this guy just <laughs> continues to evolve himself. Um, and it, it was a bit of a shocker tonight, though, because uh, I'm kind of what, whatever happened to the 30-day uh, clause, uh, the no-compete clause. But, um, I mean, I'm happy that he was able to break out of his contract. He's back to uh, the broken Matt Hardy. And this is – this is uh, we've been hearing the rumors – and now we finally get what we want as fans. So I'm excited. You bring up the 30-day no-compete clause. I think one thing we got to understand is that is a person-by-person, case-by-case. Generally, we always see it, but who knows? We don't know what was signed with WWE. Because if you think about it, before Matt Hardy signed with WWE, if you remember back in 2017, he was at, ring of honor that same weekend him and jeff and there was rumors that went out and said matt and jeff have uh, jeff hardy had told cbs sports that they had signed an extension with ring of honor that it was wrestlemania weekend all of a sudden the new day comes out they said there's one more team to be added and they got ready made you think it was them all of a sudden you heard the Hardy Boys music, and boom, there it was. So maybe, just maybe, that's what they had. I don't know. I didn't see the contract. Maybe those provisions was in there. But I'm well, looking. Bro, you, you're right. You're right. It, it was this person by person because Brody Lee had a, a non-compete, and Matt Hardy, this was a free agent as of March 1st, hence why he made the videos. You know, honestly, I think it, like, I mean, and, and bringing it up, I, I just always think about the Monday Night Wars and people such as um, Rick Rude and um lex luger you know showing up on um monday nitro those are things that you you never images you never really get out of your head so i had to definitely bring up the compete clause i have to say this if there was anybody who could have pulled this off in an empty arena it was matt hardy yeah. He finds ways to entertain you. I thought AEW did a phenomenal job tonight. I thought one of the things I was wishing, to be honest with you, was I wanted to see AEW. Uh, I wanted to see how they was going to do this with the no fans in the arena. I understand why WWE did things the way they do. They got Three hours of content. The real Dwayne Allen and I, we went back and forth in the chat. He kept saying, well, they got three hours. I said, I understand. I didn't like it. Roger and D, shout out to your brothers from the uh, Flex Zone. They were against it, said it was dangerous. I'll get more on the coronavirus for those who do not understand how this works. But the thing I didn't mind was that, I mean, the thing I love what AEW did was having the each other in the crowd. You got a guy like Sean Spears. You got a guy like MJF, Colt Cabana out there. And now you just create a whole story with Colt Cabana and Kip Sabian because Colt Cabana basically said Penelope Ford could be good. She just got to maybe get ditch the boyfriend. Of course, he's going to take offense to that. You know, Byron, what you think about that? I definitely think, like you said, give credit to AEW for using innovative ways to use all the people on the payrolls, I like to call it. We all know Vince McMahon is paying people to get his coffee, cut the lights on, pumping crowd noise. Why not have them in there pumping 
doing something for the crowd. You have all these wrestlers on the roster. You sign guys that are in catering and not being used. Why not have them in the crowd? You have a beautiful performance center. Why not put it to use? Have these guys cheering on their fellow wrestlers, heckling them, just being part of the show. You got so many people out there. And, I, and I, Dre, before I go in, uh, to my point, what you think? Uh, I, I agree with Byron. I think that AEW is doing a good job creative, creatively and using their talent. Um, but I think that I understand, like you said, what WWE is doing at the same time. I mean, that's a lot of content to fill up for a for a show, even if you do have the talent. Um, there's only so much. I mean, with the with an empty arena, um, getting the talent there is is uh, it's a lot more dynamics and economics to the situation as opposed to just um, simply putting out there, hey, we have this amount of talent, let's use them. Um, I, I think that they could use their talent more. I do agree with that portion of it, but I also understand that there's, because of the window and the hours constrained to it, why they would use some tape to um, to fill that void. Yeah. And I uh, just want to say thanks to the people that just joined us. Make sure you follow us at the wrestling realm. Also follow Dre and Byron at the Flex Zone One. They are uh, Flex Zone come on each and every Monday night. One of the best sports shows where you're gonna get wrestling, but you also get the NFL. You ain't gonna get too much NFL talk out of me. I'm gonna just tell you like it is, but you'll get a lot of good NFL, MLB, uh, you can even get some soccer talk when needed and some NBA talk. So you definitely want to tune into the flex zone. And I'm looking at this and like I said, I like the way the stories was. One of the things I love the way the show started off was with Cody Rhodes calling out the elite. He went out there and he looked at each one of them and he said, you know, we basically we have our issues. We need to get it together. Adam Page, you should be one of the best wrestlers on the roster. You had a match, but you lost. Brought up Kenny Omega, told him he he's basically been saying what I've been saying, what a lot of people were saying. And this is where what we've been saying, Byron, is that. Kenny Omega a year ago was the hottest free agent signing. That's all you heard. Omega this, Omega that, Omega this. And when he comes to AEW, he he is not presented that way. He is not booked that way. And I understand the notion of, well, he's an elite star. He doesn't want to use his status to essentially put over and he doesn't want to use his status in the company and make himself champion. But my argument was, you're coming to the United States full-time for the first time and coming to a major company for the first time. They don't. A lot of people don't know who you are, bro. This is why you should be winning matches. You should be, even if you're not the champion, I wouldn't have had him in a title match until it was almost time, but I would have still had him winning a lot of matches. Byron, your thoughts? I think with a lot of the elite who are also holding positions in AEW, I think it's not easy to hold both positions. You have Kenny Omega, who is Charlie W. We know the women's division has been lackluster for the most part. Up until maybe recently, we're getting out of the road with the belt. But I think that as Kenny Omega realizes, as you said, he is Kenny freaking Omega. He needs to be in the best storylines. He needs to be in the good matches. I think now the tag team with him and Adam Page kind of came together on the fly. I think it's been great. One of the best things on AEW. You got one of the most popular superstars in Kenny Omega, but one of the biggest rising stars maybe in wrestling in Adam Page with his alcoholic gimmick. 
I think it's worked. And who's going to turn on who the hell done? The fantastic match they just had at Revolution. So I think Kenny Omega, you see the abilities that he has. But I think, like you said, it's just time for him to be Kenny freaking Omega and put on the best matches in the world and show why people love him so much coming out. Dre? You know, when I'm thinking about Kenny Omega coming over, I also like want to compare him. Reminds me of AJ Styles when he first came to WWE. Because AJ Styles, when he first came to WWE, it wasn't like AJ was like on this, you know, huge streak. Remember, AJ debuted at the Royal Rumble, but he lost to Jericho at WrestleMania. So there's a um, there's a build up there, and uh, I think they have time to still build Kenny, and they just want to probably do a slow build as opposed to that you have a guy like Goldberg who like you could just win, 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 but then after he wins so much and then loses, then he loses steam or an Oscar. So I think the slow build is uh, is the way to go, especially with new talent, and you want to introduce them to the United States because we may know who Kenny Omega is, but like you said, uh, Brian, there are a lot of fans who still don't know who he is. And, and quite frankly, to be honest with you, and I'm going to take a point I heard from somebody else, is I wouldn't have let people know who what their positions in the company was. Look, I understand they created this wrestling. You know, Just let Tony Khan be the boss. You know, and keep him off television, but just let him be the boss. We don't need to know that Cody is an executive VP or that Kenny Omega is executive VP or um, the Young Bucks, because all they essentially did was give Triple H material to crack jokes, you know. <laughs> so we didn't need to know that. And the Young Bucks, I mean, they are somebody. It just drove me crazy because. All you kept hearing, oh, the Young Bucks this, the Young Bucks that. And this is an opportunity, like, to show, hey, we're more than just what people deem spot monkeys. You know, they can still do all that cool stuff. But now, you know, yeah, you was over in New Japan. You was over in ROH. But now on a national television basis every week, you could have been over with that teenage audience and those young girls the same way the Hardy Boys was in the 90s. Now, I got to move on. This is the original. This is going to be an original A part of the show. WrestleMania, the granddaddy of them all, the biggest extravaganza. It's my favorite event in the whole world. Bigger to me, it's always bigger than the Super Bowl, bigger than the World Series, bigger than Game 7 of the NBA Finals. It will take place in over a two-day course on a Saturday and Sunday at the Performance Center. I personally... I've been having mixed emotions. I appreciate the WWE with the mentality of the show must go on. I appreciate that. I said a couple of weeks ago, and I'll stand by this statement. To me, what I would have done, my big matches, I saved them. I saved them for when we can get seats, uh, butts back in the seats. Mm-hmm. You know, I saved the Goldberg and the Roman Reigns match, the Drew McIntyre and the Brock Lesnar the Undertaker and the AJ Styles. I would save those matches. But then the smaller matches, you know, dare say Becky, uh, you know, yeah, Becky and Shayna, um, whatever you're going to do with the women's tag team, the, both tag team titles, those matches I would have in an empty arena in, in a one day. Dre, where are you on WrestleMania being in an empty performance center? Ooh, uh... That's so rough to me to put it. 
an event like WrestleMania, how do you put that in an empty arena? I mean, WrestleMania, like you said, that as an event, that's the Super Bowl of wrestling. Um, we look forward to WrestleMania. Like that's the, that is the pinnacle for the wrestling year. And you can't, to me, put that in, at an arena with no fans. The, you 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 hear the crowd. I mean, there are certain moments at WrestleMania that I could think about and I could pinpoint. The Undertaker at WrestleMania uh, 13. Um, I think about uh, when Chris Benoit, when he won the world title in New York. Well, you got to say it right. Chris Benoit! <laughs> it's just certain crowd moments that just happen and you, you feed off the energy when The Rock returned and he fought John Cena at WrestleMania in Miami. And I was there for that moment. Um, you you just can't get those type of feelings with no crowd being there. Um, I, I like your point where you, you said that you saved the big matches for later on down the road. But it's hard to postpone WrestleMania, especially because in an era where you have a pay-per-view every month. You have raw, um, you have raw and SmackDown, and plus, if you po- you keep postponing it, it's not like wrestling gets a break. Wrestling isn't one of the sports like Major League Baseball or the NBA or the NFL. You don't get a you don't get a break at all. Wrestling is three hundred sixty five days a year, so you need you, the show must go on. Um, And if they were to try to postpone it, what happens to SummerSlam? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Well, you know, one of the things Jim Cornette said, before I let you jump in there, Byron, one of the things Jim Cornette said was that he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't do an empty arena. We know how Jim could be, but he wouldn't do an empty <laughs> arena. He would have did a one quick announcement and said, look, we got to keep going. But one of the things Dwayne brought up in our group chat was the fact that network executives you got to keep wrestling going on you got to keep the show going on you know networks the top dogs they look look we run the shows to them this is sports entertainment you make it you make a way unless you absolutely cannot we also do not know what's going to happen with this coronavirus it's it's unprecedented it's i'm gonna tell you this and, and this isn't breaking news. This isn't me breaking the fourth wall, putting my... I do not think we've seen the peak of it. We're in Baltimore, Maryland. Our governor has said that there's going to be more restrictions coming. So who knows? Maybe by the time WrestleMania get here, there won't be a WrestleMania because so many uh, restrictions are coming. And Byron, real quick, D says he would postpone it. He said, you know, you get if you do the two shows... Goldberg and Reigns should take place on the Eve special, on the special Eve show, special event. But, you know, he would postpone it. Byron, your thoughts? I think, Brian, I agree with your point of mm-hmm. having your big matches maybe saved. And I think even you could push them back to a time in April where it's not pushed into May where you go into Money in the Bank and into the summer with SummerSlam. I think you have 
I think, in my opinion, it is WrestleMania. You had your big four matches that we're looking forward to see, in my opinion. I think Drew McIntyre hopefully getting his moment 10-plus years. Randy Orton and Edge. I think Undertaker, AJ Styles. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. They've done a hell of a job bringing that to the forefront and making that a match we have to see. And if you want to say Roman and Goldberg as your big five, for whatever reason, those could be a big matches. But I think the Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, people aren't invested in that. The Women's Tag Team Championship match, the Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair matches could be on the eve. The Becky Shana could be on the eve of WrestleMania. And why not give people like Otis, Mandy, let that story continue, allow them to have opportunity as well. It kind of sucks that it's going to be with no one there. But as you said, Brian, the show kind of has to go on. Dre, you said it too, wrestling doesn't stop. And these executives want these things to happen because think about it. WWE is going to have their most views for WrestleMania probably in history just because of this. So they're going to make out pretty good. Yeah, they, they are. It, it's, it's so unfortunate. Like you said, you think about Drew McIntyre. You remember the pop he got when he eliminated Brock Lesnar from the Royal Rumble. You think about Edge, that pop he would have gotten when he entered the ring. You know, um, you think about Goldberg, I mean, Roman Reigns slaying Goldberg, even thinking about Roman's story, you know, seeing him going out, hugging his wife, hugging his daughter. Those are the moments that we won't get. And that's unfortunate. But again, I appreciate the WWE for saying, look, we're going to give you we're going to keep the show going as essentially as long as they can, because, like I said, if further implications, if this thing gets worse, I mean, just last year, there were seven last year. Last week around this time, there were 1,000 cases of COVID-19 right here in the United States. A whole week later, gentlemen, there have been 7,000-plus cases of COVID-19. You know, um, I'm a member of the National Association of Black Journalists. I have to pay respect and send my well wishes to the um, lady by the name of Allison, one of the founders of the National Association of Black Journalists who has been infected with COVID-19 and said, let her know my prayers. I wish um, my prayers are with her at this time and I pray that she defeats this. This isn't a game. And that's the thing. And it's not one of those things. And a lot of people think, okay, you go outside, boom, you get it. It's not that it's, we have to limit our spaces, you know, if we go to the stores, wash your hands, you know, but it's like Dre or Byron, if I just go to your house, come back, go to your house, come back. We're good. That's the thing. And that's what people got to understand with the WWE by them taking the corporate jets straight to the arena, by them taking the uh, edge driving straight to the arena. I'm pretty sure he made some stops being responsible, washing his hands. You know, it's just limiting your contact of who you are with people. That's the thing, you know. So this is uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, what do you guys think? You guys are sports guys. Gronk is hosted. What do you guys think about this? Uh, I'm, I'm not excited. Uh, Gronk is a good entertainer. <laughs> Gronk is a good entertainer, but, I mean, there's some... I, I feel like WrestleMania, you could be hit or miss with your host. Mm-hmm. Um, the year I remember I was at WrestleMania uh, when The Rock was hosting in Atlanta, and The Rock really didn't do a lot of hosts. I remember when the New Day host out, I let them do it throughout the course of the show. Um, Gronk, it, it probably you'll probably see an appearance mm-hmm. at the beginning, and then they he may cut one more promo after that, but 
I don't really see Gronk hosting WrestleMania. I feel like if that's a job, uh, you have to let somebody host throughout the entire show. And then also, um, it's, it's who it's a matter of who you have hosted it. And I haven't been excited about somebody hosting WrestleMania since the new day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm actually going to go with glass half full, surprisingly. I think with Gronk, it can create a lot of innovative things to do considering WrestleMania is in the situation that's in. You could have Gronk come out and host then why not enter himself into the Andre John Memorial Battle Royal and win that? Just that talking about he could sign a deal because SummerSlam's in Boston where he played this summer, so it could build him up for a good few there. Maybe have Gronk drink the beers with Stone Cold since he's loved to party and entertain. You know, things that could be innovative, different, things you might not be able to normally do, but a guy like Gronk could probably can make it work. He has the size and appeal to say, oh, he could win a match and turn up with Stone Cold. So make the most of him. As I say, pimp them, you paying them anyway, so get the most out of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was hilarious. All right, so I got to talk. Let's let's get to business. Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, how invested are you in this match? Uh, I think people know where I stand. This is match is set up more for Charlotte to put Rhea over. Byron, where are you with this one? I completely agree with you, Brian. I definitely think that this is to cement Rhea Ripley as the fastest rising superstar, not even just woman, superstar in the company. I think what they did with allowing her to go over Shayna with that excellent match on NXT last year, allowing her to have a great feud with Bianca Belair, and then allowing her to potentially beat the greatest women's wrestler of all time, depending on how you feel about Charlotte, whatever you want to call her. She's the greatest women's wrestler of all time. I think you see a lot of Charlotte and Rhea. And I think Rhea does go over Charlotte and kind of up and help build up the NXT brand as a whole and the NXT women's division and showing they can go with anybody. Hey, man, uh, I completely agree with what Byron is saying. I think that is you've seen a, a changing of the guard since Survivor Series. It's been that buildup with NXT and and that's and that's how it should be. I think at this point in Charlotte's career, she's eventually going to break her father's record of 16 plus championships. But I think that right now Charlotte is in a position where she needs to be putting people over. It kind of reminds me of The Undertaker, where you've reached that pinnacle. Now it's time to give back, put some talent over, because no matter what, you're still going to get your wins as well. But you can also put that young talent over. And I think that right now with the upcoming talent that because you need more women outside of the four horse women in WWE. You need some new fresh blood in there. We see who NXT has right now and it begins right here at WrestleMania. This is the this is the moment. All right. Well you said this is the moment. It's definitely interesting because this whole story changes. Uh by us having this match at the performance center. You remember when this build up started, it was strictly Charlotte saying, Hey, you're good. You've been winning matches at these arenas, but what are you going to do when you walk out into what is now will be the home of Tom Brady? What will you do? You walk out there and now that's not, that changes the whole game. And it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, I don't want to say putting Rhea at an advantage, but it's taking off some of the nerves that she may have had, kayfabe wise, you know. Um, but now I want to go into 
I want to talk Bailey Sasha Banks. I said a few weeks ago, <clears throat> well, one, I've been constantly saying I don't want to see these two wrestle at WrestleMania. I said last week that I would love for them that I would wouldn't mind if WWE said, Bailey, you're not going to defend your women's championship this year because you're going to challenge and essentially get back your tag titles with Charlotte. I mean, with Sasha Banks. Dre, I know you're a huge Sasha Banks fan. How would you how would that scenario play out in your in your mind? And honestly, I'd rather see that situation. I don't like the women's roster right now, what they're doing on SmackDown. I feel like you have talent there with people like Naomi and the Carmellas, and they're not using them properly. I thought that Naomi would have uh, been getting over Bailey, but for some reason, WWE pulled the trigger too early, and maybe it was so that way Sasha and Bailey could get those tag titles back at WrestleMania, get their win back. Um, you know, shout out to The Fiend. But um, I think that I think that that scenario plays out better for Bailey and Sasha as opposed to Bailey out against somebody on SmackDown and there's not enough buildup in that division. Yeah, and I just think this is not enough buildup between Sasha and Bailey to turn them on each other. Quite frankly, I know there's like these little stuff where Sasha's looking at the belt, but like this is a few that I would rather see like really explode. Byron, your thoughts? I think with the whole Bailey thing, she's kind of in limbo because she's beating everybody, as you said, Dre, on the SmackDown Women's roster. I think the wild card is kind of probably too late to do this now. Nia Jax, maybe have a Nia Jax come back to SmackDown, be a dominant force, be a legitimate threat to Bailey, and actually be someone that her and Sasha can't beat, and it could maybe cause a little riff in their relationship and make you build towards a SummerSlam match. Even if it's not for the belt, then it's old Boston and Sasha Banks' hometown. And maybe you can finally give Sasha Banks what she deserves. Eventually, it is that women's championship because they should have gave it to her while she was on Raw again. But that's a whole nother story for another day. Well, but Byron, the thing is, you brought up Nia Jax. And the rumor is that um, she will be actually going to Raw. And, you know, she goes to Raw, essentially, she will be, I think, that... That doesn't guarantee us a Shayna Baszler victory over Becky Lynch because I could see a scenario where Becky retains and then Nia Jax comes out and knocks her out because we all know how, you know, Nia single-handedly took Bailey out of the match versus Ronda Rousey that was supposed to take place at Survivor Series. Uh, uh, I, I... See, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier about this should be the year of NXT. You've, you've done the build-up with NXT, and you've seen how NXT helped get the Survivor Series pay-per-view over. And then you also seen what um, the pop, like you talked about, Brian, with that pop, when uh, Keith Lee entered the Royal Rumble, and then he, he was one-on-one with Brock Lesnar. And I, right now, I think that Shayna, you should build her up, so that way... You can build. You can have that build of the four horse women versus the four women from MMA, um, the um, 
and you you bring um and along you bring Ronda Rousey to come back in there. Put Nia Jax on SmackDown. SmackDown needs women. And Becky Lynch has run through everybody. I think that Shayna Baszler is a perfect opponent for her to have met her match. If you're not going to bring back Ronda Rousey, we're going to have that Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch one-on-one match, which we should have had last year as opposed to the triple threat. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, I like your idea of putting, I like both of y'all's idea, uh, let me make that clear, of putting Nia on SmackDown. You put her on SmackDown, do you make her a babyface? Does she that monster babyface? You know most of the time when somebody comes back, they're getting that babyface pop. Is this an opportunity for Nia Jax to become a babyface and not be so, I don't want to use it, but I'll say as soft as she was the last time she was a face? You you want to have been Byron because you know how I feel about Nia Jax. I mean, you know, I know you love Nia Jax. She looks good. She's on her diet, but I think if she does come to SmackDown, they need to make her. They just need to make her dominant. I don't think it has to be a heel or a face thing. She'd be more of an anti hero where the fan can cheer, but she just doesn't give a damn. She just takes out everybody in her way, much like you saw with they try to do with Lars with Lars Sullivan. When he came out, just had to take out the whole women's division, make her unstoppable. What they call it, the unstoppable force. So make her unstoppable. Even if she comes back to Raw and Baszler does win, she could go against Baszler, make it a formidable match. But they already buried Oscar. But we're not going to get into that. So, <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's really evil. Wherever she goes, she just needs to be dominant. I mean, I think hopefully her in-ring skills have developed a little bit during this time. And her mic skills as well. But put on there, maybe SmackDown with her family the Usos and Tamina and maybe you know do something with that maybe I'm gonna say with her and Naomi. I'm, I'm gonna say something you said Barry Oscar I'm gonna say this a lot of times I so this is where I feel about Barry I always look at what is the talent doing what type of money is the talent making right Zack Ryder bur- buried 2012 Zack Ryder woo 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 he got over on his own they he got over in 2011 with his show, the internet champion, and all that stuff, and then they buried him. Night, uh, Oscar Shinsuke, mm, Shinsuke, yeah, maybe because I believe that people was gonna buy people were buying Shinsuke shirts, they were singing his theme music. They switched that up now. He did have a, a solid summer of 2018 where he AJ Styles was wrestling for the championship, he was in the main event picture. A SmackDown, Oscar. She won the title. She's won the tag title. I just don't think she drew the type of money that a lot of people thought she would because I think she's more of an internet favorite than she is a fan favorite. Well, I, well, to the Oscar point, um, they miss is it's a and you know how the wrestling business is is hit or miss. And I think that when Oscar was over. They that was the be- the beginning of the end was when she lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania. 
Um, I, was it perfect, actually? Because none of us thought that Charlotte would win that match, and then Charlotte ends up winning the match. So I really didn't actually have an issue with the streak ending, but my issue is whenever somebody has a streak, afterwards, what do you do? It's always the what, what's next with them. Mm -hmm. And then Asuka comes out, she loses to um, Carmella, she loses to, uh, I forgot, she she lost another match within that time period, and it was just like loss after loss where this woman was unstoppable for years. Um, and then she even beat Nia Jax, like straight up. So, I mean, any um, um, Sasha, just anybody who was in her way, Becky Lynch was uh, anybody who was in her way. And now you don't believe that she can even win a tag team title match at this point. So that's why I think that we, we use the word Barry when it comes to Oscar, because we're not sure can Oscar win the big one. And then when Oscar finally did win the SmackDown Women's Championship, I felt like it was too late at that point. If she it had lost, was anticlimactic. I'll give you that one. If she had maybe lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania, and then maybe came back and won the belt afterwards, maybe something like that could have helped. But they, there was no continuous build or storyline with Oscar. And same thing with Shinsuke Nakamura when he lost to AJ Styles at WrestleMania. He kept losing AJ Styles, and it was like, come on. It's like, what do you do with Shinsuke Nakamura after that? Like you said, Brian, he this was a guy that was over. I mean, I remember people playing his theme music, whether or not they were just like in the car listening to it, working out to his theme music. I mean, his interest was cool. Like, Shinsuke was over. And but again, I think, honestly, I think that, that summer was more about building AJ Styles. <laughs> And establishing AJ Styles as a credible WWE superstar. You know, when you look at him, you take back, you go back to AJ Styles and uh, you go back to guys like Bret the Hitman Hart, CM Punk, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Daniel Bryan was supposed to have it, but he got hurt. You look at these guys who had Shawn Michaels, these mega championship runs through the summer, even the Rock in 2000, Kofi Kingston. That was the thing. I thought that was more about building AJ Styles as opposed to because I think he yeah he he clips the year mark before ultimately dropping the title to Daniel Bryan. So I believe it was more about building him than burying Shinsuke. I just wish that maybe Shinsuke wouldn't have had as many matches and then eventually got back in there. Now I'm hoping we see something with him and Sami Zayn where Shinsuke will turn on him and get the title. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think it's just there were different ways to go about doing it the right way. I'll give you that. You, you know, when you have, I, I mean, and, and to your point, when you said you have these guys who go over in the summer, even Kofi Kingston, when he had his title run, he took on Randy Orton, what, twice? And then, I mean, he, he never really had an opponent where he faced him more than once outside of Rand outside of the feud with Randy Orton and other opponents. I remember that Shawn Michaels when he won in '96 mm -hmm. and he took on people such as uh, Vader was the you know the big the big one that he he faced. Um, he faced Mankind, uh, the British Bulldog, like Owen Hart, Diesel. Like I remember that there were always different opponents that these people faced, and that's what got them over. Uh, each and every time 
AJ that uh, AJ during that time they had him face men multiple times, and though it was AJ Styles, he could get over wrestling um, Gilbert. So it didn't matter who AJ Styles faces. AJ Styles was going to get over. You didn't have to have him face the same opponent multiple times on back to back to back pay per views. That's true. Yeah. So, all right. Well, before we wrap up, because uh, you know it's getting late, appreciate you guys jumping on, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you are following the Flex Zone at the Flex Zone One. Make sure, as a matter of fact, let me make sure that's on the screen for y'all in case y'all can't. Because uh, when the Flex Zone calls, <laughs> yeah, the Flex Zone calls. <laughs> you got to answer, and I'm just glad that two members of the Flex Zone answered when I called. Um, and make sure you follow Byron at BKD underscore TV. And make sure you follow Dre at Andre One A. No, why is it One A? Um, because there's only one me, baby. <laughs> I knew he was gonna have a story. And of course, you know, follow me at Brian H. Waters. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So, gentlemen, last week on the show, I was talking about the Mount Rushmore's of color commentators and play-by-play guys and i know both of you guys are broadcasters so y'all study the way people broadcast you know like it's not just a game it's not just oh you just listen to people you actually understand the time the preparation that goes into the craft so apparently the internet doesn't understand the difference between color guys and play-by-play guys because i put out my play-by-play list and people say where's jerry lawler where's bobby DeBrahina? i put out my color guys they say where's jim ross and I'm like, all right. So I want to know your reaction. I'll go over the list real quick. For my play-by-play guys, my Mount Rushmore, Gordon Soley. You know, he's the 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 first big wrestling play-by-play guy that everybody talks about. Jim Ross said he studied this guy. You know, Jim Ross is number two. Or maybe, you know, I won't say two or three or whatever. But yeah, Jim Ross is on that. Gorilla Monsoon, the sounds of my childhood. You know, yes. a lot of epic moments, especially with Hogan. Um, and then number four, this is the one that people, I think I may have had one person agree with, and that's Michael Cole. Here's why I put Michael Cole on the list. When I think about all the eras, Michael Cole has literally been in wrestling for well over 20 years. You think back to the attitude era when Jim Ross got hurt and he had to jump in that role essentially quicker than they was ready for him to. He thrived in it. You just go back. Somebody asked me, and this is the best question. I wish I had the guy's Twitter handle right here. I don't. He asked me, if I had to show someone a Michael Cole match that he was commentating, which one would it be? They said they would have chosen. It was like a ruthless aggression match. I said Rock versus Mankind at the Royal Rumble. Mm. You think back, listen to Michael Cole. The Rock makes me sick, you know? And that's the thing about these broadcasters. I think about some of the calls. Before I do the color, guys, what are you, who's your guys play-by-play? What are your thoughts? I'll start with you, Byron. Well, I really can't argue with the list, Brian. I think people 
to kind of slob Michael Cole nowadays. But as you said, he has been a broadcaster through, what, two, three different eras. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, as much as it may be annoying, every time Roman Reigns comes out, it's the big dog or Sasha Banks. It's boss time. I mean, you kind of get used to it. Or even, or even now with John Cena, the greatest of all time. As annoying as it may be, Michael Cole is a company guy. He does a hell of a job. He takes a lot of slack. You think about when DX used to make fun of him, his WrestleMania matches, his joining the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club, whatever you want to think. I mean, Michael Cole has done it all. So. And Jim Ross used to say, yo, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, you know. Vince used to say, the excellence of execution, you know, or the heartbreak. Hey, here comes Shawn Michaels. They all got it. You know what I mean? They all got the thing. Yeah. I think that's the cool part is that that thing that they say, you know. One person I, I, I had to omit. If I would have taken out Gordon Soley, but it was a it was a uh Mount Rushmore as opposed to my top four. And the way I look at a Mount Rushmore is if you had to put in people to like call all like call matches and associate them with like the biggest errors. So that's the reason why I had to put Gordon Soley in there. You know, you think back to the days of old school NWA. But what I look at is and and, and see. Um, Roger jumping in the chat saying Michael Cole today sucks. You know what? He might not be everybody's cup of tea, but th- like I said, it's no denying ruthless aggression error, attitude error, um, PG error, now error, whatever you want to call it today. Uh, you know, I think when this is all said and done, they're gonna call it the corona era, and you know, but <laughs> so that's the reason why I just had to have him on his list. Dre, what do you think? Man, I, I love your list. Um, Definitely, you know, um, but there's there's one person on your list. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not one person on your list. There's one person who I think we overlook. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon. Vince was definitely he, a voice of our childhood. Absolutely. People for Vince McMahon was an announcer and a damn good one. I mean. Vince McMahon alongside, you know, and well, he knew how he wanted it called. <laughs> it helped. He knew, how, Vince, he knew. But, but Vince also had a lot of aspects to him. Like, I mean, you people forget that Vince, it was Vince and JR. I mean, um, Vince and Jerry the King Lawler at one time doing commentary. They forget that, like, you know, I remember um, li- I was listening back to the King of the Ring. And mm-hmm. I was looking at that match with The Undertaker and Mankind. And um, and then throughout the pay-per-view with um, Goldust and Armand Johnson, that it was like Vince McMahon, Mr. Perfect, and Jerry Lawler. So you, you can't put, you can't really forget Vince McMahon. And then also, I like Tony Schiavone, too. And then if you want to go even, t- and then even in today's era, a guy that I like a lot, a lot Mark Morello. Mark Morello. I never can get my man's name. Mauro right. Ronaldo. Mauro. It's Mauro um, Ronaldo, Dre. And another person who um, I want to give a, a nod to, and I think that um, he did a good job when he was on SmackDown, um, ho- holding that chair for a while, was Tom Phillips. Mm-hmm. So these are just uh, these are just some people who. Um, I, I like your list a lot, but I just want to make sure that these are some other people that we highlight along the way who could get some at least um, consideration or a good nod. Yeah. And like I said, it's not easy. It's something that 
Um, I, it's not easy. And, you know, and I'll get into the color. I, I've had the pleasure of doing color commentary for WSU. Um, man, what was the name of that show? I forgot the name. It was with the cages, though. Um, and I'm looking right at it, and I just can't call it. Breaking Barriers, I think. But uh, whatever the name of the show was, um, it's not easy. You're sitting there. You're trying to not be repetitive, but you're trying to call what you see. But then you're also trying to tell the story of the match for my color guys i had bobby the brain heenan yes jerry lawler um shoot who else did it? who else it was bobby heenan jerry lawler and I'm, i drew a blank for real i should know it oh yeah um jesse the body ventura and i oh, and yeah. i struggled with this one and i put larry zabisco but then I, you know, I heard saw a lot of people Ooh. saying, "What about Taz or what about Paul Heyman?" You know, and and I thought about it. Those are good guys too. But to me, like Larry Zbysko was, I, you know, WCW Larry yeah, the living <laughs> legend, and he annoyed the mess out of me, especially being a Hogan and a Sting fan. He talked against those guys, so to me, that's why he was on the list. Uh, I start with you, Byron. You're Thoughts and then your, you know, what's your pull and play, your plug and plays? I mean, you think about the attitude there with Jerry the King Lawler along with JR. Really is no better than that growing up. I know Jerry the King Lawler may be a little out of touch now, but he was great. I think Bobby the Brain Heenan is probably the first one I can remember being the ultimate heel color guy, which people still remember to this day. I think even having. Now, I, I like Corey Graves personally. I think he does a good job mm. for the younger generation with a lot of things that he does. I mean, he's a company guy, but he makes a he makes some funny references, and he even does a good job when his botches of covering it up and just saying little puns. And when it was him and Byron Saxon together, that banter was just classic on Friday nights, on well Tuesday nights. And, and I think you know I, I can't disagree with Byron. I think it's a good list, but definitely the attitude there, Jerry King, Lola, and Jr. Taz was really good. Even so Paul Heyman, I can agree. And I think Corey Graves, for me, honestly, will play mm-hmm. replace Larry Sabisco when it's all said and done. When he get a couple more years on this ball, because he's doing a phenomenal job. I mean, he had me legitimately not liking him at first, and as a heel commentator, that's what he's supposed to do. Dre, your thoughts? I mean, your your list, man. Um, I, I think I'm just. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of thrown off with, <laughs> with because I mean you you took it back, so that's why I'm like, whoa, like this this is a wrestling historian, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you know, but, this is a show of superior wrestling intellect. You see what I'm saying um, right on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like what I like when Byron bring it into today's age with Corey Graves. Um, you know, Taz, um, you, you can't forget Taz and, and Michael Cole made SmackDown. Just like JR and mm-hmm. um, the King, Jim Ross. I'm sorry, JR and um, Jeff, they made Monday Night Raw. You know, Taz and Michael Cole, they made SmackDown into what it, into what it is. Um, Paul Heyman uh, is a Look. guy you just, I, I always get entertained every time that Paul Heyman, whether or not he's on commentary or if he was, um, or if he's uh, the advocate for Brock Lesnar. I mean, Paul Heyman w- helped instrumentally in, 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 in with when Austin turned heel at WrestleMania. 
Paul Heyman had good, had you know he was a good commentator during that time to help buff that situation up. Uh, but I mean today, like like Byron brought up Corey Graves. I've been a Corey Graves fan from jump. I, I was like, um, you know, from questioning like who is this guy to now like Corey is like, I mean the job that he uh, to me was solidified Corey Graves and what's going to put him on that Mount Rushmore is when um, SmackDown um, I forgot who SmackDown was missing and then Corey went right in there and just did the job and he was doing Monday Night Raw and he was doing um, at that time SmackDown Live to do back-to-back shows and you liked him on both shows I mean, to me, that that solidified Corey Graves' career and why you you uh, tune in when Corey Graves is on. Now, I got to ask you guys this before we get out of here. Jerry Lawler, you said out of touch. Jim Ross, I think he's out of touch. Could you guys imagine if both of these guys was in AEW? Now, it could be, to me, it could be either good, really good, or it could be really bad. What guys, How do you feel about that? I'll, I'll go first. I think the way AEW has it is ideal because Jim Ross, he even said himself, he's a little bit probably out of touch with some of the guys in AEW. But I think having a guy like Excalibur who just has knowledge of all these individuals, very knowledgeable of wrestling himself, and then having a comedic relief of a Tony Schiavone to go along with JR, and then having Excalibur for the normal people who are hardcore wrestling fans who understand each move all the stories behind each wrestler, I think that three-man team really works. And I think if you bought Jerry the King to AEW, it would be trash because Jerry the King Lawler called the Oscar and Kyrie Zane, Kabuki Warrior number one and Kabuki Warrior number two, and called Oscar Oxana the other week. So this man probably don't even know his first wife from his second wife. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is true. Um, uh, real, real quick before I... I um talk about them uh another name i forgot was my boy james e cornet can't forget can't forget cornet i've I've always been in it somebody even brought kevin kelly too yes i I could i could see that too kevin kelly he was he was around for a little bit Mm -hmm. but um back to the special back to both of them um being out of touch though um Good gosh, like like Byron said, I mean, I'm surprised this guy ain't still saying puppies um, in the modern era. Talk about Jerry the King Lawler. Um, At least uh, JR listened to his podcast and you listen to talent and everything. JR, it's like JR is trying while the King, I don't know what the world, I think the King just sometimes goes out there and just and really um, wings it at times. So uh, it's best that both of them are separate but um there's too much uh, um i think i think tom and saxton they're good enough where and you don't need to me you don't need the king um i think it might be time to to take old yellow to the shed and have somebody have somebody out there who can fill that void i mean um samoa joe he did a real good job when he was filling in for a little bit um, there's other Renee people Young. out there. Renee Young, use her. 
Well, I don't know about using Renee Young. She she was all right, but she seemed a little even lost. Her, Corey Grazy said, "Well, you know, you, you, it wasn't that you were so bad, but you know, but it it, it definitely would be interesting. Like I said, you know, I'm always uh, respectful of the craft. It's something I really enjoy. I, I got to have a good commentary. You know, I, I enjoy Booker T down in and um, yes. dang, I'll miss his name, but um, his uh." down at reality of wrestling the commentators down there it's just something i always enjoy but gentlemen we are gonna get out of here uh i appreciate you guys coming on break it down with brian h episode 122 um you know we looking forward to smackdown this week folks taking place in an empty arena in an empty performance center i wouldn't be surprised i would not be surprised if wwe follows aew suit having different people from their the, uh show in the crowd just to liven up that audience i would like to see it ladies and gentlemen make sure you catch the flex zone each and every monday right still on mondays mondays um, at 10 p.m mondays at 10 p.m and now they are on uh apple podcast so if you missed the show make sure you subscribe drop them a five star rating and yeah, right you know and make sure you subscribe to the wrestling realm give us a five star rating folks uh go on spotify if you, that's where you get your sp uh, podcast hit the follow button click below hit the youtube subscribe button turn on the bell notification and of course check out my other podcast breaking through the glass ceilings next week i got a fellow morgan state grad coming up benjamin mcknight he's going to talk about being in the military doing some broadcasting and so much more so i know you guys may be quarantined everybody stay safe as we all fight stay home do not go nowhere Stay home. No more than 10 people at a time at events. Stay home. Use this time to reconnect, reset, re-energize yourself. And you know what? Do your home workouts. That's what I've been doing. I'm trying to get like my man Dre over here, always in the gym. Till the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody. And